Hello and welcome to episode 434 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Tuesday, February 7th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Tuesday prayer to the Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain a good death by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Mary, how shall I die? Even now that I think of my sins and of that decisive moment on which my salvation or eternal damnation depends, of that moment in which I must expire and be judged, I tremble and am confounded. O my most sweet mother, my hopes are in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thy intercession. O comfortress of the afflicted, do not then abandon me. Cease not to console me in that moment of so great affliction. If I am now so tormented by remorse for sins committed, the uncertainty of pardon, the danger of relapse, and the rigor of divine justice, what will become of me then? Unless thou helpest me, I shall be lost. Ah, my lady, before death obtain me great sorrow for my sins, thorough amendment, and fidelity to God during the remainder of my life. And when my last moment arrives, O Mary, my hope, help me in the great distress in which I shall then be. Encourage me, that I may not despair at the sight of my sins, which the devil will place before me. Obtain that I may then invoke thee more frequently, so that I may expire with thy most sweet name and that of thy beloved son on my lips. Nay more, my lady, but forgive my boldness. Before I expire, do thou come thyself and comfort me with thy presence. Thou hast granted this favor to so many of thy devout servants. I also desire and hope it. I am a sinner, it is true. I do not deserve so great a favor, but I am thy servant. Love thee and have full confidence in thee. O Mary, I shall expect thee. Do not disappoint me of this consolation. At least if I am not worthy of so great a favor, do thou help me from heaven that I may leave this life loving God in thee to love thee eternally in paradise. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy face of Jesus of the veil of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnam tuam, fiat voluntas tua sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianam de nobis hodie et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth and in the hells, by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen.
for the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies, for as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. All right, my friends, today we are going to look at chapter 5, entitled The Veil of Veronica, from the Revelations of the Holy Face of Jesus by the late John Venari, available for free download at the Fatima Center's website located at www.fatima.org. You can also get a hard copy for $6, which I have done myself. Let's take a look at this. It seems opportune to now explain how the image of the holy face on the veil of Veronica became the image of adoration linked to the devotion to the holy face given to Sister Saint-Pierre. In 1849, a year after the death of Sister Saint-Pierre, Blessed Pope Pius IX had ordered public prayers for the protection of the Papal States. Along with this, he ordered a three-day public exhibition of the holy relic, the Veil of Veronica. On the third day of that exposition, there was a public miracle of the veil. Those who were present noticed a marked change in the veil. One commentary said, Through another veil of silk, which covers the true relic of Veronica's veil, the divine face appeared distinctly as if living, and was illuminated by a soft light. The features assumed a death-like hue, and the eyes, deep, sunken, wore an expression of great pain. The priests ordered the bells rung to attract people to the prodigy. An apostolic notary was called who composed a document that testified to the truth of the miracle. The same evening, copies of the miracle were made, touched to the veil, and sent abroad. Two of these pictures were sent to Tours. One went to Sister... Saint-Pierre's convent, the other went to Leon Dupont, the holy man of Tours, who was intimately related with the Carmel at Tours and the work of reparation. Mr. Dupont hung this picture in his parlor, which became an oratory. Here, he advanced devotion to the holy face and reparation for blasphemy and profanation of Sundays. He advanced this work with prayers that had received church approval but that contained no mention of Sister Saint-Pierre's revelations, which had not yet received ecclesiastical approbation. Nonetheless, through this devotion and image of the Holy Face, Leon Dupont worked so many miracles, especially that of miraculous healings, that Blessed Pius IX called Dupont perhaps the greatest miracle worker in church history. This demonstrates the power of devotion to the Holy Face. Ecclesiastical Approval after Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre's death, all of her writings were sent to the Archbishop to be studied. It is said that for political reasons, the Archbishop of Tours, Monsignor Morlot, decided against granting the revelations his approbation. France at this time was convulsed by revolution. Father Jean Vier, commenting on the Archbishop's decision, noted respectfully that Monsignor Morlot was a personality who tended to err on the side of caution. Archbishop Morlot, however, had previously met Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre, and he was impressed with her. He said that her writings were free from theological errors. He did not deny that the sister had been given a divine mission. 
he qualified her as a most fervent religious. He personally professed a high esteem for her virtue and sanctity, and he expressed his personal belief that these revelations give their appearance of coming from God. Nevertheless, he forbade her writings to be known, but he ruled on her writings in such a way so as to leave the door open for another bishop, one of his successors, to reopen the case and perhaps grant a favorable decision. Three decades and two archbishops later, in 1875, Monsignor Charles Collet became Archbishop of Tours. In the first year of his episcopacy, he broke the seals on the writings of Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre in order to perform a thorough examination of them. He even sent these writings for examination to the eminent Benedictine Dom Gueringer at Solem Abbey. Dom Gueringer is the author of the classic multi-volume work, The Liturgical Year. Dom Gueringer and the Benedictines returned the documents with the highest recommendations. So Archbishop Collet, who is not only well disposed, but seemed anxious to see the work of reparation inaugurated, gave permission and urged that the life and revelations be published. To his great joy, Leon Dupont, who died in 1876, saw this at the very end of his life. Ten years later, on October 1, 1885, Pope Leo XIII promulgated a formal document entitled The Brief of His Holiness, Pope Leo XIII Establishing the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face, which was established not only for France, but for the entire world. It still exists to this day. Immediately after Leo XIII granted his approbation, a confraternity of the Holy Face was established at Tours. And here's an interesting note. In 1885, a French father and his four daughters were among the first to join the confraternity. The father's name was Mr. Louis Martin, and one of his daughters was named Marie-Therese Martin, who came to be St. Therese of the Child Jesus and of the Holy Face. Thus, even before St. Therese entered the Carmelite convent, she was already a member of the Confraternity of the Holy Face. This probably explains why she chose the Holy Face of Jesus as part of her name, and also why she composed prayers and reparation to the Holy Face. It is said that the names of the Martin family can still be seen in the Confraternity Entry Book. Blessed Abbot Marmion At this point, it is propitious to reinforce the doctrinal foundations of a devotion such as this. And there is no better teacher than the eminent master of the spiritual life, Blessed Abbot Marmion, who lived between 1858 and 1923. Abbot Marmion explains that there are many blessings we receive as members of the mystical body of Christ. For example, when we are baptized, we become an adopted child of God, heir of heaven, temple of the Holy Ghost, and we become of one family with the church militant on earth, the church suffering in purgatory, and the church triumphant in heaven. But Abbot Marmion points out even more. When we are members of the mystical body of Christ, he explains, we are truly part of his body, and there are certain possessions of his that become ours. The fruits of the redemption of our Lord's passion and death become ours. The life of sanctifying grace that our Lord lived becomes ours. The seven sacraments that our Lord established become ours. So too, by being members of the mystical body of Christ, the holy mysteries that our Lord lived while on earth become ours. 
Abbot Marmion points out that these mysteries are a source of inexhaustible grace for us when we honor and meditate upon them. Further, each mystery of our Lord carries with it special graces that are particular to that mystery from which we may benefit. For example, when we meditate on the divine infancy of our Lord, we receive special graces that we do not receive when we meditate on our Lord's activities with St. Joseph in the carpenter shop and vice versa. When we meditate on the passion of our Lord, we receive special graces that we do not receive when we meditate on his Sermon on the Mount. Each one of our Lord's mysteries carries with it special strengths and graces. Abbot Marmion has written an entire book on this subject called Christ in His Mysteries, which is a series of meditations on the liturgical year, wherein he emphasizes the truth that throughout the entire liturgical year, season through season, Sunday through Sunday, there are different mysteries of our Lord presented to us for us to meditate upon and benefit from. Each one of these mysteries carries with it a special strength and a special grace. So it is within this framework that we might consider devotion to the Holy Face. One, it is a devotion that our Lord asked us to practice specifically. Two, we know there will be special graces and strengths that we receive from practicing this devotion that perhaps we may not receive from practicing others. So ends Chapter 5. The Lord is always beckoning us to come to him, my friends. He's always pouring out his love. He is merciful love. We have to respond to these graces. Even the grace to do that is another grace from the Lord. We can do nothing of our own volition. There is a mistake amongst many Protestants to think that Catholics can, quote unquote, work their way to heaven. Not true. Everything is the Lord's grace. There's a great book out there for not only Protestants, but Catholics, anyone else who wants to know that the teaching of the Catholic Church is biblical, called A Biblical Defense of Catholicism by Dave Armstrong, which I highly recommend. No one works his way to heaven. Everything is done by the Lord, but we have to respond. We have to respond to the love that he is giving us. There are so many graces that can be obtained through the rosary and through the holy face devotion. I'm very excited about this. This is somewhat new to me. And I hope it's exciting for you too. And I hope you will continue to join us as we continue to look at the revelations of the holy face of Jesus by the late John Venari. We will continue with chapter six tomorrow entitled The Nine Promises. The Lord is so good to us. God is so good. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. Let us conclude, my friends, by checking out Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach. I always mention the website H-A-L-O-S-O-M-A.org. That's H-A-L-O-S-O-M-A.org. And episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which I interview my sister and one of my wonderful nieces about RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, which is a system of communication for non-speakers. Communication is a human right, just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for those who are hard of hearing 
just as Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough in being able to read for the blind. So RPM, rapid prompting method, has been another revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers. We didn't even know my niece's favorite color before she became adept at RPM with my sister and also my brother-in-law. Now we know that she is a magnificent composer. She's gifted with a brilliant mind for mathematics and many, many other things. Would not have known any of it if it wasn't for rapid prompting methods. So please check out the website. Please check out that episode. And let us pray now for help and for healing for non-speakers and their family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. Daily Act of Consecration to St. Joseph O dearest St. Joseph, I consecrate myself to your honor and give myself to you that you may always be my father, my protector, and my guide in the way of salvation. Obtain for me a greater purity of heart and fervent love of the interior life. After your example, may I do all my actions for the greater glory of God in union with the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. O blessed St. Joseph, pray for me that I may share in the peace and joy of your holy death. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri, Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Yosef, Terra Daimonem, Ora Pernobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, Ora Pernobis. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for all of our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.